0: square. Thanks for doing, you know, everything that's necessary to make this happen for you and your people around you. This is uh, Wilson Pickett. You had uh, Gladys Knight in there. Uh, Albert King, Curtis Mayfield. Uh, Taj Mahal, Lightning Hopkins, Temptations, the Commodores, uh, the Spinners. Bobby Short, Al Green, Billy Holiday, Marvin Gaye, John Coltrane, uh, yeah, and that brings us back, so thanks for doing what you got to do to do, this has been Bug House Square, uh, thanks uh, for people being patient around me, I really appreciate it, and uh, next week, we got uh, Phils coming in, we're doing a jazz show, so dig that, so... Work tight, man. That's what we're doing. We're working tight. We spread the love around us, and then we all get together. And all it's a good thing, you know, because it's good people you gotta stick together. Be good. Hey. <laughs>
1: you don't love me. me, free, why don't you say, you know you don't
2: love me no more, no, no, no. why don't you I'm begging you, set me free, why don't you say, stop me, set me free,
3: there it is it's
4: six o'clock everybody it's Monday night it's time for the joke workshop here on Monday every 6 to 8 p.m or whenever uh hi I'm your host Pam Benjamin and we are gonna have a bunch of great comics tonight um, if you have burning comments then we can give comments if you don't let's you know we'll just move it along and your first comedian of the night uh, wanted to run their new opening so put your hands together for Pam Benjamin yay I' you so excited to be here tonight with you guys. This is really great. Hi, welcome. Hi, come on in. Uh, My name is Pam. We're going to strap in. We're going to learn a lot of things tonight. Yeah, we're going to learn about feminism. We're going to learn about drugs. Yeah, we're going to learn about abortions, friends. It's going to be a magical, magical journey. So I invite you all to look under your seats and take the mushroom cap underneath there and made you look Yeah, you love drugs, I can tell, woo! What's your favorite drug? Comedy? Comedy's not a drug. Boo! Oh my god, the endorphins. I guess when you're as old as you are, you need endorphins from anywhere. So it's like, just keep me alive. Laughing, if I'm laughing, I'm breathing and I'm still alive. That's a good drug. Oxygen, oxygen, that might be the best drug for you at this point. Any other favorite drugs out there? alcohol is a drug i learned that after my dui and going to a bunch of classes indeed alcohol is a drug a legal drug but uh, i'm a responsible drinker uh, that's why i decided to never have children yay i love drugs i never want to have kids hooray my favorite drug's actually called medazolam. none of you love drugs enough Midazolam is a benzodiazepine. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It's like a super valium. It's like lorazepam or diazepam. Doctors actually call them the 2-PAM family. Give them 2-PAM. I love benzos! Woo! I do. I love benzos so much. I love them so much. Usually, they give you midazolam when you get an abortion. That's when you usually get that five-minute happy, great feeling, uh, and I only have one regret about my second abortion. So they've given me the midazolam, my feet are up in the stirrups, the doctor's looking very kind-faced between my legs, and he says, Pam, um, this is a five-minute procedure. And some people talk, and some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? (laughs) For realsies, I told jokes during my second abortion. They did! Oh, my God! It was a killer five. It was, woo! It was a bringer show. I left it there. Uh, But the only regret I have about my second abortion is they wouldn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. Was it life-changing? Were those the best jokes I've ever told? What jokes did I tell? I can't remember. Do I care? Not really. That's the only regret I have about my second abortion. My new like silly little opening thing. Uh, one more thing about you. Jo- I can tell. I can guess how all of you smoke pot. You have a bong in your trunk. I can tell. Is this true? You have a water pipe in your back pocket. Break it out. You smell like bong water. That's good. I feel like uh, Ezra in the back. You you roll the most perfect expert spliffs. Like I feel like there's a pencil. There's like a tool that you use to make them tight,
2: tight, tight. That's
4: what I've been trying to do. Keep it tight. Cool. Uh, or er, your next comedian, I know how she smokes pot. She's got a tiny pipe, and she takes little tiny bits of weed. You know, itty bitty bit. She puts a bit, and then she smokes it. Itty bitty <laughs> She's super cute and super wonderful, and she smokes a lot of pot. Put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Lauren Kraut. Yay. <coughs> Thank you.
5: Got uh, some new jokes and some new jokes. And uh, do you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep? And if they did, how did they figure that out? What was eight hours? These are the things that are keeping me up in the middle of the night. I wrote <laughs> I wrote this down at 2.13 a.m. It's fucking, it, fucking crazy. Don't ever say to a comedian after you've uh, after they've done a, uh, after they've done a set, "Did you have fun?" <laughs> don't don't say that. Don't say, or "How do you think it went?" Unless you're already knee deep in the discussion of how they th- thought it went, and you're you're already asking all these other questions. But if you just see them after a show or after they've gone up and you say, did you have fun? That's a dead giveaway that you either did not see the set or you thought it was terrible. And either one is a terrible thing, so don't do it. That's just a um, PSA. Um, Have you ever noticed that the expression, has it ever happened before, comes in handy more often than not? Has it ever happened before? It's kind of like a diagnostic tool that doctors use when you tell them, uh, my eye is all red. Has it ever happened before? No. All right, that's not it. That came out of me in the middle of the night on Saturday. Um, Somebody said to me, it's not meant to be understood. It's one of those types of experiences. That's all. I don't know. Uh, what else we have? How we talk is pretty amazing when you think about it. You get an idea, an impulse, a desire to express yourself, to say something to somebody. The words come out of your mouth. It's magic. It's like a thought goes to, to out of your mouth and then it's words, and then the great thing is that you understand what I'm saying. But the fun part is when you don't understand what I'm saying, when miscommunication has happened. You misunderstand what I'm saying, and I'm talking gibberish. And w- that made me think of what was the b- the first caveman who talked. How weird was that? And it wasn't wasn't even real communication because it wasn't it wasn't a common language yet. It was more pointing and ug. And like, okay. That's another one that came out at, at two o'clock in the morning. Um, how about some real jokes? How about <laughs> How about a song? Um, oh, I hate to have an existential crisis. <coughs> thank you. When I'm on stage in front of all of you, questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when none of my jokes and I premises work. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. I appreciate oh it.
4: Lauren Crowd, everyone, has been thinking a lot about cavemen. Hooray! All right, your next comedian coming up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah.
6: Ah. How much were tickets to this open mic? One billion dollars? We're so lucky. Ah, I'm so excited I'm having a baby. Ah, no, no, no. Don't take me out. I want to see where this goes thematically. Ah, ah, calm down, okay? We only have so much time. Guess what? Chicken butt. All right. Vibe check complete. We can get into the comedy. I uh, good. So this is a, uh, an impression I wrote today, okay? So this is my impression of a penguin okay and he's doing the song i know what boys like
7: <coughs> <coughs>
6: and some people might be like spencer that's an impression of a duck doing <laughs> uh the song by the way oh but Quack, 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 completely different. Get out of here. The government's trying to kill us all, okay? Don't leave the tags on your mattresses. That's how they track you. Throw that out the window. If you see a ladder, walk right under that ladder. It's their fault for putting it there. You know, if I lived with a black cat, though, I'd fucking cross that motherfucker's path all the time. That cat has enough power over my life, I don't need to give it where I go as well. And uh, people might be like, oh, the, the country is run by lizard people. You would notice if there was a lizard person, okay? Just look out and if you see someone running from the sun to the shade and just freezing, <laughs> you know? Doing a c- weird blinky thing. It's very obvious if someone has their tail cut off <laughs> and it regrows. Lizard person. Uh, who here's a dog person? Huh? I mean, a fan of dogs and not half dogs. Okay. Uh, notice how everyone who d- you know everyone who responded. Great. You're judging the people who didn't respond because that's way more serious of a question now than it used to be. It used to be like, ah, do you like dogs? I like dogs fine, wonderful. We can go on with our day. Now it's like, do you like dogs? Because they want to know if you're a sociopath and if they can trust you. If you don't like dogs, it's a test. If someone wants to know if you're a cat person, it's because they're worried about you, okay? If someone wants to know if you're a lizard person, it's because you move from the sun to the shade and you freeze and you eat insects, okay? Any of your friends that have ever told you to eat a cricket, probably a lizard person, okay? Have you ever been sitting at the table with someone and you're like, oh, hey, I've noticed you haven't blinked for a long time. And also <laughs> that your extra layer of skin that you left on the floor of this sizzler's. But are you a dog person? And they say, Oh, I'm not sure. And then you shoot them, because that's a much more serious question than it used to be. And you got to take it seriously. Thank you. I've been Spencer Divine.
2: Take it
4: seriously. It's Spencer Divine, everyone. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Your next comedian, a super funny guy. Clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman. <laughs>
8: I think Spencer took one breath. Yeah, make some noise if you have a smartphone. Cool. What's your favorite app on your phone? Twitter. You like talking. To what's your least favorite app? You don't have a smartphone. You don't have what? What app do you think is the weirdest? You got all normal apps. Reddit? Yeah, that's a very Caucasian app. I I agree with that. I think Uber is the weirdest app. Uber is the only app that requires you to spend intimate alone time with randomly selected strangers. Like, how do they pitch that for people in a meeting like, yo, what if you could give rides to random people, but only you two knew about it? Like, a trafficking app? But it's working now. I got into Uber recently, and, uh, My Uber driver was playing Beautiful Girl by Sean Kingston. First of all, red flag. This is not a person you want to ask how their night's going. And it only got worse as the drive got longer because he had it on repeat. That means he was playing the song before I got in the car. He'll probably be playing it after I got out. I just stopped and wondered, like, how many times do you need to play this song before you pull over and call her? Uh, Yeah, I've been thinking about racism. Any of y'all proudly Caucasian? Cool. It's okay to be Caucasian. You just can't be proud of it right now. Uh, Yeah, I was on Tinder earlier and I saw this lady. Her bio was one sentence, all caps. It said, only looking for all Americans. I don't know if she's looking for somebody that's super patriotic or super athletic. I've been thinking about racism a lot. Like, because one of the homies, he asked me this dumbass question earlier. Does it stop Asian hate? We all agree that we should stop Asian hate, correct? Cool. Colin, you were probably white and you didn't say correct, so I'm more afraid. I, yeah. Uh, but I was, I was talking to, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's cool. <laughs> I was talking to one of the homies about the Stop Asian Hate campaign. He was like, what's that for? And I was like, Asian people are being assaulted in the streets in the Bay Area. He was like, "It's just one dude doing that. Like, how stupid do you have to be? Like, he thinks there's somebody who wakes up every morning is like, it's Asian hate time." But I, I, it did make me think about like how racism works. Like, do you think racism is like having a superpower, like Cyclops? When he opens his eyes, those lasers come. Can't help it. So like, do Asians wake up thinking about how much they hate niggas, or is it like being a vegan? Which like they probably don't think about vegetables all day. But if they hear you talking about food, they're gonna bring it up. And like, can they be accidentally tolerant? Like if a racist is walking through the Home Depot and they bump into a nigga's cart, if they say, Oh my bad, like, is that against their rules? Cool. Um, what other jokes did I wanna work on? I think that's all. Thank you for the time, Pam. <laughs> wait will you
4: stay up there i have a question i don't understand the my bad joke at the end the racism and the my bad can you explain it oh to my me?
8: bad is like an apology like sorry
4: right but but so my bad because they
8: bumped. they like they're being tolerant like they bumped into a black person and they said my bad and i just need to work on it well oh i know
4: i'm just curious because is it like is it somehow in your mind like it's like some sort of reparations because they said my bad or is it not enough or is it bad that they said anything? Or, you I mean, like, if, they
8: if I was racist, I would never want to apologize to the uh, minorities. Oh,
4: so, the pre- so I missed the premise that the person in Home Depot is exceedingly racist. Yeah. And they bump and they say my bad. And then you're, okay, 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 now I get it.
8: My racism might just be built different. It's fine. I'm, I'm dedicated I was just to these trying
4: to, I just wanted to get it, and we had time. Everybody, clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman. Yay! Woo. Um, I'm excited for your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson.
9: Happy Monday, everybody. How you doing? Oh, I've been getting older, been around a long time. I mean I remember like I've outlived AIDS, monkey pox, COVID, Roe v. Wade. And I, I have this question, it's like and today I'm a little trouble because does anybody remember Leslie Jordan? Leslie Leslie Jordan. Do you know who Leslie Jordan is? He passed away. Too. I'm devastated. And it really makes me think about is there a God, right? I'm thinking, I think of another faggot that should die in a car crash, and that would be Lindsey Graham. Does anybody else know who Lindsey Graham is? Okay, so you know he is, he's like he's like this faggot who had a press conference about women's choice. Do you remember that? He brought out some mechanical people behind him. And the thing that makes me wonder about Leslie fucking uh, excuse me, about Lindsey fucking Graham is that that man has not seen a vagina since he left one. I can tell you he's never looked back. And you know, I think about like what kind I mean, who's gonna touch this old faggot? Not me, not anyone else. And I think about the this, this super hooker that he must have to hire. And that, that person has to have, like, nerves of steel. The most paid, the most incredible thing ever. It's like, oh, my God. This is why it's a new joke. But I'm getting there. I'd also like to talk about, as we get older, our thirst for nostalgia. And it concerns me. Like, everything old is new again. Right? We have a reboot of everything. Ev- so is anyone, does anyone remember Harrison Ford? Does everybody remember Star Wars, see him in that? We loved him in that, right? We loved him in Indiana Jones. And we keep bringing him back. Did anyone see him in 2049? Did anyone see the most recent one, 2049? Did you know that he broke a wrist, filming that and they had to shut production down? And did you also know that when he filmed, I believe it was Star Wars, oh my God, I can't believe they made another one, that he broke, I think, a, r- a leg or another arm and in between the filming of those two movies, he actually crashed a plane twice? And I'm worried that we keep bringing him back. And, like, if we can carry Fisher that shit, if we can drag Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space with Frost, can't we just save Harrison Ford? Oh, and by the way, and this is also not a joke, unfortunately, or maybe it is, there is going to be an Indiana Jones 5. They're going to have to pull that whip from his dead, cold hands. And he, I think he actually did. Does anybody know that reference? Charlton has. See that's when you get older you don't know quite what's going on. Okay. Gosh, you know, I feel so so warm and in honor of my beloved Leslie Jordan. I'd like to sing a song for a musical that I never wrote. A little orphan fame. Your do will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom, and he'll swallow all my god. Be gay, and he won't be lonely. Jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, tomorrow,
3: tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow,
9: it's only a gay away. Thank you ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brady.
4: Yay, Brady! I mean, are you gonna dress up as Little Orphan Fanny for Halloween, with a little red wig and a little thicket, sing your song on every street corner? I think yeah. you should. Maybe. I I can help you find a wig. I'm sure you don't have any trouble actually finding a wig, sweet baby. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Ezra Lux. Woo! Uh, okay.
10: Uh, My neighbor, Ricky, he's great. uh, He was telling me about how he met his uh, current girlfriend. uh, Yeah, she's awesome. I met her on this website, blackpeoplemeet.com. He's old, just in case you know. And uh, I was thinking, like, I'm sure that website's great, but the name is, like, really bad because I keep thinking of a website for, like, racist cannibals. (laughs) (laughs) That was dumb. (laughs) Why did I write that? Fuck. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that's the, d- I like the delayed, like, yeah, that was all right. Um, I, uh, I just graduated from college, which, uh, I know is not real. Yeah, woo. Um, I know college is not real, uh, at least, like, liberal arts college, because my college did not have grades. They did, uh, this thing called narrative evaluations, which, if you don't know what that is, it's, like, you don't get an A through F. They just, like, kind of write a paragraph about how you improved, and I was thinking, like, that's clearly not a thing that would work in real life because if you went to, like, a restaurant and you looked in the window for that familiar C- minus on the wall <laughs> and you didn't see it and it was just this giant paragraph of, like, well, so at the beginning of the year, four people died of food poisoning, but recently things have really improved. <laughs> that would not work. <laughs> or, like, you're at the DMV, you're like, well, at the beginning of your driving exam, you ran someone over, but you didn't at the end, so I said that that's improvement. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the video game Street Fighter 2, but it is, uh, I think, not very realistic to all the street fights that I've witnessed. Um, if that game was more realistic, it would be like, press A to say, you want to go outside, and then press B to retreat from the situation. <laughs> And then, like, every round would just end with the police showing up and you trying to blame, like, M. Bison for starting it. (laughs) Um, The only thing that is realistic, though, is, like, there's that character in that game, Zangief, who really is accurately, like, that's all the guys that are really good at fighting do look like that guy. Um, Let's see here. uh, Yeah, I have very low self-esteem. Yeah, woo. Um... (laughs) I'm going to tell you why this is good. Um, I was waiting in line yesterday at Walgreens, and this guy was trying to return an opened box of Magnum condoms, <laughs> so you know, it's good to have low self-esteem in that case. <laughs> he was like going up to the uh, cashier and was like very adamant, he was like, these are wrong. That was what he kept saying, which is true technically, I guess he was wrong, They're for the wrong sized penis for him. <laughs> But he was demanding that they let him get his money back for this, like, open box of condoms, which had, like, you know, five left or whatever. And I was like, I aspire to be that cheap. <laughs> I am um, a I, um, big fan of the show uh, Hoarders and its related show, Cribs. Um, these are really the same show. Hoarders is just the show Cribs. You just have to change your perspective because it is Cribs rats um i think every episode of <laughs> of hoarders there's always like this palatial box of like old newspapers just infested with rats and you just gotta zoom in that's like rat 50 cent with his like awesome friends hanging out in his rat mansion what am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah it's weird though because it's like you know that's that's the real class difference is if you're like hoarding dumb rich people shit it's not hoarders anymore. It's like awesome. It's cribs. Um, although I did realize one thing from hoarders is that like you can have an amount of beanie babies that will get the government to declare you clinically insane, <laughs> which that's cool. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys.
4: Yay, Ezra! Ezra, please watch the m- the amazing animated feature, The Rats of Nim. Please watch that. I know it's way before your time, but it will in it will. It will help your rat hoarding because they build a whole society out of leftover stuff from humans. It's a movie from the late 70s, early 80s by Don Bluth. It's called The Rats of Nim. It's based off Mrs. Frisbee and The Rats of Nim. No one knows how to read anymore. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Jared Senna.
11: What's up, people? How are we doing? Good? Good? Great. Great. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, thank you. Thanks for caring about me. I tried to buy condoms today. They were the wrong size. A little too big. Some may say unrealistic. (laughs) I tried to uh, get my refund. They said, no, just pick your own size next time. So I threw it at them. Yeah. Not having a good day. But On the bright side, I am doing good overall, actually. Day job? Thank you. You hate work. Oh, really? What do you do? You're a teacher? Wait. So you, like, you make the books and stuff. Oh. Okay. Just trying to guess. Anyway. So like I was saying, I quit my day job. Uh, it was it was cool. I was a barista in downtown San Francisco. It was fun. It's just I dealt with a fuck ton of crackheads. Um, um, I used to deal with them a lot. Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're nice people. They're misunderstood. It's just it gets a little tiring trying to remind people several times a week at a coffee shop. It's not the place to be jerking off. Rice the McGraw-Hill books, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) This is her. This is her. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been trying to get that one to work, but I guess not. You guys ever, like, walk around downtown SF High as fuck? Feels like a video game, especially when you encounter crackheads. Feel like you're dealing with NPCs. You know... I don't have a punchline for that. That's just a funny observation I had. Sorry, Spencer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Good. Okay, I may look like a big loser now, but you guys won't believe it, but I was popular in high school at one point. Thank you. Thank you, Kavita. Um, yeah, Uh, I was known by everybody. Uh, Back then, I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. Yeah, I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park, and I got hit as I was skateboarding across the street. You know, it's funny, my grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I didn't think she meant it would involve a fucking Kia. Uh, You know, um, it was really hard to walk because I was in a full body cast and in a wheelchair, but it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to the hottest girl I knew and just guilt-tripped the shit out of her. At first, it didn't work, but then uh, eventually she gave in when I told her that I dropped the charges I filed for hitting me in the first place. All right, that was a lukewarm performance. Give it up for me like I just killed everybody.
2: Yeah! Yeah! Give it up for Pam!
11: Yay! Stay up
4: there for a second. I have two tags for you. Wait, wait, wait. Stay up there. I have two tags for you. I have two tags for you. One, here's one tag. So you say you say that they shouldn't jack off. It's not the place to be jacking off. You have the opportunity to say where they should jack off. So you can choose, like, in that rich guy's car over there, or you can do crowd work. You can say, hey, where do you think they should jack off? But after you say, I have to tell them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jacking off. You should be doing it in my mom's house or whatever. I'm oh. There's a tag... <laughs> yeah there's exactly right there's a so think of that think of something after that tell them where they should jack off that's the ending to that joke right or what's a, and then here's the other one this is just a, this is just a gift you get hit by the car um just throw blunt force trauma in there because it has to deal with weed and you're getting hit oh that's clever blunt force uh, trauma uh, like uh, you uh. got because you were going to cross the street to go smoke weed you got hit by the car and then there was blunt force trauma i think there's a tag there there's a that's brilliant in Pam, the middle thank you. you're welcome Uh, everybody, clap your hands together. For Jared Zena. Hey, moving right along. Okay, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for
12: Denise Lee, yay! Pretty stressed out. I have to go do comedy at a strip club after this. I don't think this is the proper dress code. Okay, um, so so I'm really bad at making small talk at parties. Like, I really want to, you know, connect with people, but I think I don't know how to ease into it. Like, I went to a party, and I asked someone if they were going home for the holidays, and they were like, no, I always stay here. And I was like, oh, you must have a lot of childhood trauma. Do you want to discuss it? Or like I went up to another person and they were telling about their childhood and they were telling about how they moved around a lot and I was like, oh, do you have a lot of commitment issues now as an adult? Uh, I, I think I'm also too honest, you know? Like I think I'm way too honest. When people ask me how I'm doing, I'll just say something like, oh, I want to throw myself out a window today. And they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, it's okay, I live on the first floor. <laughs> fine." My favorite drug is Molly. Uh, Molly is my absolute favorite drug. Uh, for other people, I've personally never tried it, but people just get so nice when they're on Molly. You know, I guess so many compliments that may or may not be true. <laughs> but when I'm having a bad week or when I'm like when my self-esteem is really low, I just text all my friends and I'm just like, "Who wants to do Molly? I want to watch." <laughs> I want compliments. <laughs> <laughs> someone was like, why don't you just do it, you know? Like, you'll be so much happier. And I was like, but I'm so happy when someone else is nice to me. Um, okay, I wrote some jokes last night at, like, 1 a.m., so we'll see how they go. Uh, I have a, I have a boxing bag at home, so I started boxing for self-defense, uh, which means that if I got into a fight with someone, I would definitely win if they didn't move at all. Bonus, if they're shaped like a boxing bag. Uh, I, I, I like it when men buy me flowers. Like, I'm not really typically into romantic gestures, but there's just something I love about a man buying flowers. Like, it just says that they have so much disposable income that they can buy me something with no functional purpose. Anna's gonna die in like two days, you know. I think that's pretty beautiful. Uh I don't I don't drink a lot because I think I make enough dumb decisions sober. You know, and and like when men offer to buy me a drink, it's not that I want to reject them necessarily, but I just don't want to drink. Like I wish I could trade drinks for other stuff, you know, like a coupon. Like if they're like, Can I buy you a drink? I'll be like, no but how about fries instead? (laughs) We're not sharing. (laughs) Uh, I I love dirty talk. Like if, like I was once with a guy and he was like, you're a little slut. And I was like, yay. (laughs) I was like, do I look like I get laid often? That's very nice of you to say. And he was like, you're ruining the moment. And I was like, but my self esteem just really skyrocketed. So that's nice. So he was like, I just want to humiliate you. And I was like, I stand on stage and talk to complete strangers. You can't. Not possible. Um, Okay, I think that's all for me. Thank you.
4: Keep your hands clapping for Denise Lee, everyone. Yay! It's a really fun show at the Condor. It really is fun. It's a cordless mic. So just talk to the people. They all want to laugh. They all want to laugh. Last week I tu- uh, I took my t- I took my top off last week, but I killed. Before, I mean I only, took, I only I only showed my tits for like 2 minutes. But out of ten, you don't have to show your tits. I'm just saying I did because I it was fun, but but it were it but if the, the guy you'll do great as long as you talk to them and like make uh, you and you can make eye contact with them. They want they want it, I'm telling you. They're in a strip club. They want it. They, you really You'll be fine. You don't have to take. I only took my top off because it's the only appropriate place where I can take my top off. You're, <laughs> I'm sorry, I always wanted to be a stripper and now I'm 48. Oh, uh, you're, to talk to, it's Mike Evans Jr. Talk to him. It's a great show. It's really fun. It's a hella funny show. It was stacked last week. It was really fun. Put your hand, stacked, not just stacked with boobs. It was like, it was, you know, full of people. Fuck you guys. They're gross. I have no boobs. Your next comedian, uh, hey, he's, He's been coming back and forth, and he's great. He's um, welcome to the group, everybody. Uh, Mark Paladick Pal- Pal- Chicken in bit Paladic, something like that. I can't pronounce your last name. I'm
2: sorry.
3: Pal chick, like the friend of a small chicken. Thank you, Pam. I'm 72. Hey, but unlike you guys, I'm not old. I got plenty of energy. I walk my dog every day twice a day for two hours. It'll only be an hour and a half, but you know that dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee? Ever since I started working remotely, I rarely know what day it is. Do You guys have that problem? Last Monday, I got up, I got dressed for church, and I remember, that's stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. Yesterday, I was at the Fairmont Hotel downtown, my friend, Zach, looked out the window and there's a homeless guy in a tent making a cappuccino. In a tent, the cappuccino maker. I mean, how much more bay bougie could you possibly be? My friend Zach says, wait, that's Mr. Kent. He's my son's English teacher. That's the best house he can, pr- he can afford. No, nah, that's not true. It's his parents' tent. When I I first asked out, the woman that became my wife, she turned me down on a movie called A Man and a Woman. But two months later, I called her again. I'm not a quitter. She said yes. So I decided to really impress her and take her to a sequel, Man and a Wife. When we walked into the State Theater, we were the only couple there. The other patrons were three men in trench coats with newspapers on their laps. Not a sequel, a porno. Several years later, and by the way, great first date. Several years later, my oldest sons were six and eight. They loved Flash Gordon. So I decided to get them the sequel, Flash Gordon. Yeah, not a sequel, a porno. But look, it all worked out great. Wife and I have been together for more than 50 years. All three of my sons are married, except I'm not allowed to ever pick out a movie. But I wonder, do you think my granddaughter would like Bambi 2 Behind the Bleachers? I think it's a sequel. I live in Washington, D.C., and I love it. Except, you know, it's getting way too expensive. You wouldn't believe what it costs these days to buy a politician. And they're not worth it. Both D.C. and Georgia politicians have politicians that tweeted, the Jews control the weather. We haven't been able to control the weather since we left Egypt the first time. And let me tell you a little secret. If we really had that superpower, we'd just keep Manhattan a toasty 78 degrees. I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, you all think that I'm old. Then on the BART, pregnant women give me their seats. And then my only pickup line is help. I've fallen and I can't get up. Because, you see, old age is an attitude, not a number. Well, unless you been push out your job because you're age like me. Then it's a slow tumble. You lose your job. lose all sense of purpose before you know it. You are sitting in death's waiting room. Walnut Creek. I'm Mark Palchik. Thank you very much.
4: Hey, Mark Palachick. Did you come all the way in from Walnut Creek in your Tesla? Look at you, Oh, that's so sweet. No, that's great. I just took the Bart from Walnut Creek today because my rich friend took me on vacation this weekend. So yay for Walnut Creek people. And old, yay, rich old dudes, yay. Um, thanks for uh, doing the thing and staying alive, bro. 72, that's great. My mom is older than that, she didn't look good. Uh, you look great, your next comedian. Clap your hands together. He looks great, and he drives a really cool motorcycle now. Um, Put your hands together for Colin Braun.
2: Yay! Um, I don't want to
13: sound pretentious, but that's just how I was raised. Uh, I got some mail for a previous tenant, and I wrote Return to Sender on it. And that made me think of that song by Elvis, Return to Sender. you You guys know this song? If you're not familiar with the song, it's a very sweet song about a very sweet man. You can't take a very clear hint. Does anyone here have a fantasy football team? Sorry, um, I mean, does anyone else here have a football team fantasy? We all registered to vote. I hope everyone votes like any el- like any other self-respecting gay man. I am emphatically voting yes on D, and I'm voting no on E because I have work in the morning. People will uh, lies, lies. Your table will be ready in five minutes. You look great today. You had a great set. Someone asked me, I was drinking wine better than you, and um, someone asked me if I prefer reds or whites, and obviously I prefer reds. Only Republicans prefer whites. I'm going to do that one again. I apologize. I work in construction. I've been focused on my work. Uh, We're doing all this work with structural steel. I apologize if I'm a bit rusty. Why did the iron worker blush? Because his foreman made him erect. What's the best part about hooking up with foremen? There are four of them. If you're looking to get properly nailed, though, I recommend a union carpenter. Guys, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have a messed up country, a fucked up system. A white man in my neighborhood killed eight homeless people. And our system is so broken that I still walk free. All right, I've, I've gotten some flack because apparently I've written a lot of jokes recently about killing homeless people. But I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself, and I'm still here terrorizing the neighborhood with my screams in the night. Recently got divorced, and, uh, you know, a good relationship is like a sleeping bag. Familiar. Uh, but a bad relationship is like a homeless man's sleeping bag. You know there's shit in there. But until you've been in one, you have no idea. There's nothing to do but drink and masturbate. Thank you. Um, Lastly, I went to uh, North Carolina recently. I went to a bar that had a lot of, um, like, growlers and things. A growler, you know, it's one of those big bottles. You know, a lot of, damn it, that I made. uh, You know, you get, like, a 64-ounce big, big old bottle of uh, the uh, draft beer of your choosing. They also have crowlers, which is a growler, but it's a can. It's 32 ounces, uh, but in a can of of the draft beer of your choosing choosing and um, I have an idea for um, a howler it's it's a 64-ounce bottle of the draft beer of your choosing and when you open it up it goes <coughs> um, and then there's then there's the brawler which is um it's a gr- it's it's a growler but it's in a it's in a plastic shopping bag uh, then there's the towler which is 64 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing uh, absorbed into a 36 by 48 beach towel that you wring out over a set of glasses as a pretty trick. And then there's the Fowler, which is a turkey hollowed out and filled with 86 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the uh, Prowler, which is a guy in a trench coat. And he will occasionally just pull out a can from one of the pockets and throw it at you. And it will be 12 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the Valor, which is a Marine Corps veteran um, in a trench coat, same guy as the prowler. Uh, His name is Keith, he works in the kitchen. Uh, Then there's the trowler, which is a small garden shovel, which is filled with eight ounces of the uh, draft beer of your choosing. Then there's the flowler, which is a dozen roses um, cut at the stem in a vase with 28 ounces of the beer of your choosing, the roses will not last long. Um, And then there's the colon powler, which it's supposed to contain alcohol, but actually it turns out there was never any alcohol in there and a million Iraqis are dead. Um, And then there's the the white powler, which is a regular growler, but it has this cute little pointy white hat on. And lastly, um, there's the nowler, which is a growler, but it doesn't come with a lid, and you need to finish it before you leave. I hope you didn't drive. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much.
4: (laughs) Hey, Colin Braun, everyone. That
14: was lovely.
4: I actually had to – it's okay. I wiped tears off my face. That was beautiful. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Kelly
2: Evans.
15: Hello, Mutiny Radio. How's it going? Uh, I am from Texas. Is anyone else here unvaccinated? Nice. We got unvax in the house. You know, I find a lot of people. uh, I got vaccinated. uh, I think like all of you because uh, I live in San Francisco. And I want you to like me, you know? I want to hang out at your party. Please, just invite me. That's what we were doing. I did zero research, all right? Make some noise if you did research. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, zero people. Yeah, I uh, I was first in line. I told them I was 65. I had zero kidneys. Put it in me. Fuck it, you know? Because I hadn't seen people in a fucking a year, all right? I needed to see people. there. I understand why people feel the need not to get vaccine, because they were seeing people all the time, you know? Except for their grandparents because they died they died because they killed them um all right that's fun somebody's got a snack here um all right uh, i've been thinking about this a lot lady because uh, you know there have been people talking about like corporate jobs saying that we're all family and i think that makes a lot of sense because i hate my family i do so <laughs> every minute when i'm with them i'm like i should i want to leave or poop or as much as long as possible anyway um uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just like i have been thinking like about that, and then you know the idea that like uh, people say mom is the hardest job in the world. And I just don't think it's really a job, you know. If I had to work a job where my success was contingent upon me loving people, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm gonna fail this job. <laughs> I'm gonna—I am horrible at my job. You know what I do when I go to a job? I steal from that job. I sleep with my coworkers. You can't do that as a parent, you know. What I'm just saying, don't fuck your kids. Is what I'm saying. Um, um I'm just saying there's only one way out of Parenthood all right death that's it you or them you choose you pick one um <laughs> oh here's something uh I uh, my uh uncle didn't want to get vaccinated and uh he now he blames every every possible ill in the world on somebody getting vaccinated the other day we were he's like Detroit Lions they had a carry guy off the field he was vaccinated I was like <laughs> it's like it was like he got his head smashed in by a linebacker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't the vaccine, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Dude, he, he was like, man, you, you our cousin, your cousin, he got vaccinated and then he lost his job. He's been sick all the time. He lost all this weight. I'm like, he's on meth. What the fuck are you talking about? None of these are vaccine problems. He just refi- everything is the vaccine. He brings it up constantly. It's so fucking annoying. I have other family members who, who hesitated, but they at least got vaccinated. One guy, because The Rock did. But I feel like... I mean, I guess I get that. The Rock knows a lot about injections, you know? Um, Yeah, vaccines, HGH, steroids mostly. Uh, what'd you say? No, no, no. He's clearly on steroids. Holy shit. Has anybody looked at The Rock recently? He's... <laughs> 55 years old and 275 pounds of lean muscle mass that is i can't do that now all right okay well not that we have the same genetics but still you get it it's not because he's um god i forgot the island anyway uh what else is gonna say oh this is the other thing you know i'm curious uh if how many of you would have got vaccinated as soon as possible if uh, trump had the vaccine was that it? make some noise yeah, that, thank you. Yeah, a couple people. Most of us probably wouldn't, right? We'd be like, it'd be named the trunk vaccine. You'd have to get it injected in your pussy. That'd be the way to do it. Um, All right, that was a strong way to end. Thank you very much. I'll to Kelly Evans, everyone. Huzzah.
4: Alright, we have seven comedians left and we're moving along. Your next comedian. I finally know who she is. Yay, put your hands together for Candy B Steele.
2: Woo! Hi. Good, good good, hey. I this is my first. My first. Um, so this isn't I this
16: is I this is I Just joke workshop, but only the first people get the workshop. But if you have notes for me, just know this is really workshopping up here, okay? So take those notes, give them to me. I was on my way. This is not the joke we're workshopping. I was just need to tell you this. I was trying to park, and (sighs) there was poop, human, clearly human poop in the only parking spot that I could find, and I had to do this, like, calculation that was like, is it worth it to get human poop on the tires of my husband's Subaru? It's probably like, like, the, uh, like it's already the tires of the Subaru are already pretty gross. But I just think it's fucked up that I have to do that calculation, and then I'm sitting here and listening to all of the homeless, Every single one of us has told a homeless joke so far, and I just want to mention. <laughs> I mean yeah, thank you. Yeah, clap for yourself. You told homeless jokes. The scary one. That was the guy who told the scary <laughs> homeless jokes. Just so you guys know. <laughs> um, the but like, this is a solvable problem. We don't have to poop on streets. We. D- uh, so this is just a PSA. That's all. This is not a joke. We don't have to poop on streets. This is a solvable – we don't have to have homeless people. It's a thing we fucking chose. Okay. Um, so you might be able to tell I've been suffering from mania lately. Um, and I and the way I know – one of the ways I, I, I've been – it's really been kind of an adventure to figure out, like, when am I manic and when am I not manic? It feels like maybe all the time I'm manic. And um, one of the ways I know when I'm manic is when I'm watching porn, I'm like, holy shit, this is a good script. These actors are fucking talented. And there's like social commentary, ha- there was like a threesome happening, There it was a white couple, and then a, a woman of color was like, I don't know, their nanny or something, employed by them. And there was something that was, ha- I don't know, I was definitely manic, right? Because that, ha- has porn gotten better? Do I need to know about this? Because uh, I used to be a playwright, and I didn't know that was, like, a path I could pursue. Not too late, though. Okay, here's another porn-related commentary. Um, my boyfriend, husband, hope he's not listening. My husband informed me that um, TikTok is now going to have, like, a, a porn section. And I am stoked. That, I mean, right? This is great news. This is technology giving us what we need. So if we can solve all our porn needs, we've got to be able to solve this shit on the street problem. I mean, let's talk to the TikTok people. Okay, these are the actual jokes. Yeah. I'm, I, now I'm down I'm down to the I wanted to tell. Those were just things that you guys were talking. <laughs> oh, oh wait. There's one I forgot. Um poop on street so many homeless jokes. The SF comedy scene is clearly traumatized. Because all we can tell are, com- oh, I'm not even going to get to my jokes, Pam. That's okay. That's okay. um Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Get to the joke. the um Oh, but I just wanted to say, like, the reason that must be why you all repeat all your jokes every time you come up here is because you're so traumatized by the homelessness of San Francisco. That didn't kill. The, San- the comics don't like that. Um, okay, here's the joke I'm trying to tell, which is something about, there's two of them. One of them. Both of them are about like white people coming to America, and then indigenous people. And the first joke goes, uh, the first joke goes like they're translating shit, and they're like, "Look, this is a pumpkin," and they're like, "Oh yeah, we call that pumpkin, but you know, in a different language." Oh, look, this is a shoe. Like, oh yeah, we call that shoe. And then they're doing, they're like, "Okay, and this is religion, what they do," with like like they're doing something like that, and then the Native American people are like, oh yeah, religion, we have sun, we have trees, and they're like, you don't get it. You, <laughs> you guys you guys don't get it, we'll teach you. That's such a shitty way <laughs> to interact with people you just met, you're like, nah, I'm sorry, you don't <laughs> understand what we're talking about. Okay, that's, so that's the one joke, and then the second joke, which is supposed to be connected, is that the Native Americans um, are actually didn't get like pushed off of their land, they were like tired of the white people, and they just left. They were like, oh God, these white people have this fucking scarcity mindset and they're hoarding everything even though we live in this place where there is way more than we need. So fine, we'll just leave them because they keep taking our shit. And then the white people wanna take that land too and they're like, okay, fine. And They, they gave us gold. And, like, gold and then they come back and they're like, actually, we want that land that you are on <laughs> again. And they're like, They've only like two hundred of you. And they're like, and this time they give them green paper. <laughs> they're like, you actually made this up. This is green paper. Sorry, fam. thank you. You gotta, do, you gotta yell at me, okay? Thank you,
2: bye. Hey, okay,
4: I didn't want to yell you, Candy Bees, still. Yay. I also learned a lot this week about the Washoe Tribe. We'll have a good conversation about it. It'll be fun. They tried to help this, the Donner Party, and the Donner Party shot at them They were trying, the Washoe tribe was trying to give them a dead deer and they were like trying to help them because they knew they were starving and then the dumb white people shot at them. (laughs) Anyway, the Donner Party didn't have to eat each other. They could have just listened to the fucking Indians. I mean, Native Americans. God, I'm so racist. It's just ingrained in everything. Your next comedian, everybody put your hands together for Sam West, yay!
17: What's up, everybody? The social awkwardness of getting up too early to come to the stage is way worse. than. Holy shit, I'm glad to be here. I was inside doing chores all goddamn day, all day. I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore, but today I was trying to vacuum. I fucked it up. Headphones were so loud, I didn't hear the vacuum was off the whole time. Like, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. My dad and I are really close. Him and I, single father, real good father-son bond. He was always there for me. I remember one time I woke up and caught the monster into my bed masturbating. Did what any terrified child would do, called out for my dad. Dad, dad. He came so fast. I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know? Like, I want the strings attached. Why only fuck puppets? I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week because he kept saying kinky shit during sex. He, he kept saying, I'm a real boy. My girlfriend and I wanted to get a dog but we didn't think we were ready, so we adopted a highway. We had to put it down, it was horrible. Got run over by a car. <laughs> I'm down with progressivism but I can't keep up with the acronyms, you know? Like, I was on on board with LGBTQ, right? POTUS, losing me a little bit. We used to just say the President of the United States, you know? COTUS, I'm starting to fall off, you know? Like, all right, just the court is cool, you know? I really got lost, because we used to just say transgender Ukrainian people of color, you know? Now it's Tupac! <laughs> My girlfriend needs me to be more inclusive. So I started doing DIY projects. I like creative DIY. I put a bunch of braille on my windows describing the view outside. And now my blinds feel included. My parents broke up when I was little. My dad caught my mom cheating. And I think it's really dramatic to ruin a nice family over a board game. I'm losing my eyesight, losing it fast. I work on the computer, I stare at a screen all day. And that's how I know my porn addiction's getting really out of control. Very white, if you can't tell. From Vermont, which is northeast. About as far as you can get from San Francisco. Darkest thing to come out of Vermont, grade A maple syrup. Statistically, Vermont is the whitest state. I think it goes back and forth with Maine one family goes over the border to get their groceries I think part of puberty growing up in such a white place is acting like you're not white I'll put it that way Like hear me hear me here and I'm not saying this is right, okay When I was a freshman in high school we all played basketball We all had Vince Carter jerseys Air Jordans none of us could fucking dunk we had one kid. His name was David. He was 6'11". He dunked his senior year. whole town had an event, went crazy for him. All right. I <laughs> got it there. Thanks, everybody.
4: Sam West, everyone. Wait, were you the kid dunking? Because you're hella tall. And you can't, you can't, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I have no idea how tall people are. He's <laughs> 6'11". Everybody, Sam West. Yay. Uh, Your next comedian, we're moving right along. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Cove to Sing. Yay!
7: So I don't do one-night stands anymore, okay? I I had one one one-night stand, uh, and it was my last. Uh, I met a guy at a bar. uh, He was 34. um, And I was like, yes! I was 22, okay, so I was like, yes, like I found a sex sexpert, you know, anytime he was like close to finishing early, he would do a minute of Lamaze, you know, like I I thought I hit the jackpot. Um, and then so we go home together, and, um, you know, like we're doing foreplay, and I don't know, having sex with him was like making a sandcastle because it kept like slipping through my fingers. And it was it was rough, like, y- you know, I was just like, I was like, um, Wait, what did I do? I was just like, I was like working the dough. Yeah, you know, I was like working the dough, working the dough, working the dough and I was like, Oh my god, like I'm tired. This is really hard. And so I eventually told I mean it's not hard, but I told him I was like, Look, dude, I really don't think it's working. Like I've seen sourdough sourdough starters like rise quicker than this. And he eventually was like, you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm really sorry. I should tell you that I've been really stressed lately because my brother is, uh, has cancer. Oh. I knew this was too good to be true, you know? Like, like he was 34, he was supposed to be a sexpert, you know? And he looked like a block of ice, and it turns out this chiseled, like, I'm cute, I'm not hot, and this guy, like, I know my place, you know? And, and this freaking chiseled block of ice was just looking to be held, you know? So I was kind of disappointed. Um, but it's okay. It's, it, it was fine. Um, also, by the laws of the one-night one night stand, he could have said anything else. Like, it was the whiskey, like you know, or I have no interest in you. Um, and I think any of those would have been preferred alternatives. Um, but we continued anyway. Like, he was like, he was like oh, I, I feel bad. I feel like I killed the mood. And I was like, yes, cancer kind of has that effect. Um, and then he, like, tried to go down on me, and I was like, oh no, this is gonna be really bad. Because uh, it was like someone took a vacuum and like sucked out of, sucked all the optimism out of my pussy. Uh, so I was like, oh, what do I do? Think of something sexy, think of something sexy. I was like, oh, the first time that I got a library card. Like, yes. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, we got the faucet running. Um, and then he was like, okay, two fingers or three. And I was like, four. Where do you think I, for my library cards? And then, you know, and, like, it was, it was fine. It was okay. Like, after we were just, like, lying down together, you know, I, like, completely resigned. And I, w- I didn't want to be so judgmental. Um, so I was like, so your brother, uh, does his dick work, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, uh, no, I obviously didn't say that. I wanted to be supportive. Uh, so he was, he was basically like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, like, this is a lot that I'm dumping on you. And I feel like I haven't, like, like uh, you probably don't relate, and I was like, oh, I t- I totally relate. You know, like I've struggled too. Uh, you know, if my mom, like if, if I change my major one more time, my mom's gonna kill me. Uh, cause cause I was 21 and he was 34. This is great. I'm just rambling. <laughs> this is this is a lot. Um. Okay. Bye
4: guys. Come to sing, everyone. That was like a time warp. I thought we were like this was last night, and then you were 21. I was like, we're in a time warp. Yeah, it was fun. Everybody, come on to sing. Yay! We have a couple comedians left. Your next comedian. It's his first time here. Put your hands together for Jonathan Yang. <laughs>
18: Th- that that'd be nice. That would be. That's how these things work. So I'm a pretty philosophical. The other day I was thinking back about something my high school teacher, Mr. Simon, uh, told us. Well, told me. We weren't in class. We were just in bed together. But he said, "How many holes does a straw have? How many holes does a straw? Have? What do you guys think?" Some say one, some say two. I don't know. I think it's one. Um, but there's a there's a healthy debate about it, and apparently we all came from organisms, mouth and anus. We call them manis animals, manis. Um, and the sea cum- cucumber is the remaining ancestor of this manis. Um, you know, it's a pretty wonderful, wondrous organism they have uh there other organisms live inside of its asshole because it's such yeah. a beautiful asshole that they just like live inside of it i thought oh, wow because uh i'm pretty infatuated with holes or one hole in particular um i talk about them a lot um, and that is the asshole but if it's if it's an asshole and a ma- I I d- I just feel like it's one thing, you know. People are kinda grossed out when you say I love to eat asshole for hours. Uh they're kinda grossed out by it. But you know, if a straight guy comes up here and says he eats for hours, you guys would be so congratulatory. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not this crowd. Um So, yeah. Assholes, you know, gays really really have a Uh, A whole culture around assholes, as you can imagine. Um, We call them bussies. They're boy pussies. Bussies. So yeah, I'm killing it today. Um, Okay, What else? What else? What else? (laughs) Oh, this is something funny that happened. Um, Probably not funny. But um, the security guard in my job today, I needed a, I needed a, a temporary badge because I left mine at home. And he's like, you know, Jonathan, I really want to ask you, how do you speak English so well? Like, what? It's been a while since I've gotten semi-racist comments like that in San Francisco. And he was, you know, he was very genuine, so I didn't want to school him or anything. But, you know, it takes me back to my Chicago days. Like, people just assume you're supposed to sound a certain way. Uh, So that's about it. That's all I have today. Thank you.
4: Yay! Jonathan Yang doesn't sound like he's from Chicago. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little. You didn't even talk about deep dish pizza once. Uh your next comedian. He's also new to the room. He I don't know his last name, but put your hands together for Ali. Yay!
19: Alright,
20: what's going on, guys? Um, I am new to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, um, so, like, I love all the homeless talk, because, like, that was, like, the first I got here, I was, like, like, dude, this is the Olympics of homeless people, like, they are, like, having fun out here, like, it's almost too fun to be homeless, and they run the, they run the city, like, I got in here, and I saw you guys, and I was, like, fuck, they got the homeless, they got the open mic, like, they're all, okay, but, uh, I'm kidding, (laughs) I'm from Michigan, all right, and, uh, you know, Michigan had like the whole ca- like, capital was overthrown by like
2: people,
20: and uh, I'm pretty sure that was planned in a room that was just like like walked in here. I was like, all right, we're overthrowing some shit tonight, or someone's inciting a rally. Um, <laughs> no, this is a sick room. I really like this place. But anyways, I grew up Muslim, and I have a theory that it's more difficult to be a kid who's Muslim than an adult, because as a kid, you don't know what to believe, but as an adult, you kind of just, you, you believe what you believe, you, just you know? Like, Monday to Friday, I was in school hanging out with all these white kids, and then Saturday, I go to religious school, and they teach me about how those same white kids are gonna burn in hell one day. I'm like, oh shit. Um, when I was a kid, 9-11 happened, and all over the news, Osama Bin Laden, find Osama Bin Laden, like, Osama Bin Laden's a bad guy, and I was like, and, like, I go to the mosque with my dad, and, like, the head guy comes out, and I'm like, I think we got him. <laughs> That's him right, right there. My dad's like, shut the fuck up. Please stop talking. <laughs> um, My dad, you know, uh, he taught me something recently, so, you guys ever meet an immigrant person who's, like, uh, really into Trump? It's It's odd, right? It's like,
3: like, dude, what?
20: Um, but I think I get it now, cause you know my dad, he's from India, came here and he always hits me with the like, you know, struggled so hard to get you to have like a successful life and you know do what you want. All right, yeah, cool, cool. That fires me up. So I was interviewing for a job the other day, and uh, the head guy comes on. He's like the executive. It's the last interview, or whatever. He's this Indian dude from Bangalore, just like phoning in virtually thicker Indian accent than my dad, and I'm like, dad, you know that whole struggle step? Like, this guy completely skipped that. They're coming to our country. They're taking our jobs, dad. <laughs> like, uh, I got one more. All right. Um, I have a pretty boring life, so when I use Instagram, I'm not really posting anything. I'm just kind of scrolling, which catches up to you after a while, because it's like, you're learning a lot about other people, and they have no idea what the hell's going on in your life. Like, I ran into my ex-girlfriend a few years ago in Chicago, and she was like, you're in Chicago? Like, since when? And I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a month after your family's trip to Italy last year. Uh, like, by the time you did that girls' weekend in Vegas, like, we were all, I was all moved into Chicago, so, <laughs> All right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys.
4: Yay, Ellie! Let your ex-girlfriend know she can stalk you by listening to you at www.mutinyradio.fm. Yay! <laughs> uh, your next comedian has been so patient. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay!
14: I should have been a better audience member. Um, I talked through all of your sets. Oh God. Oh god. Um oh, I'm really um I uh I'm nervous saying my name. Like for a long time I was I thought like I don't know, like I was nervous I was pronouncing it wrong or like <laughs> I was like mumbling too much. And so um I sometimes would just tell people my ma- my name is Tina. um and it's not it's Brett, but <laughs> I would tell people it's Tina cuz it was easier. I was once at a party and I said, uh, my name is Brett. And the person I was talking to was like, got it. And then we walked over to a group of people and they were like, this is Brett. And everyone was like, Brett, that's a crazy name. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Um, I wanted to be like, I'm not bread you're bread You know, because that's like a me and Nate thing to call other people. <laughs> like, I don't, you don't. But anyway, I w- and then um, I was talking to someone and they asked for my Instagram and I showed them and it was my real name, Brett. And they're like, "That's not your name. Isn't Brett? It's Brett." And I was like, "Yeah, I just lied," and it was really uncomfortable. Um. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I ch- I was trying to make a hair appointment. And uh, you know when you haven't done something in a long time and you're like, oh, am I weird or is this a bad situation? Like, is the other person weird? Like, uh, on the phone and then I was like, hi. And the guy was like, uh, uh, hello? Like, I'd like to make an appointment. And he's like, uh, okay, uh, that's, okay, uh, I need to find a pen. I was like, okay. And he's like, um, I'm gonna give you a number and you need to send pictures to this number. I was like, okay. <laughs> so he sent a bunch of pictures of my hair to the number. I think I'm getting my hair done next. <laughs> I really hope. <laughs> Sorry. No, is that normal? Has anyone else ever had to send pictures?
2: Hey,
14: okay, cool, cool! Fine. Um great. Uh <laughs> um, when I was younger, uh, growing up, I wasn't allowed to have an opinion uh, unless I had, like, enough of a good reason to have that opinion. Like, uh, in elementary school, like, people would, ar- would always ask you, like, what's your favorite color? And I always was like, what are they playing at, you know? Like, what, what are they trying to get me to admit? And um, and so I would practice. I was like, it's yellow and uh, it's blue it's because it's bright, because if I ever, s- if my parents asked, th- they'd be like, why? And then I'd have to have a reason. Um, I don't know if this is funny or just sad. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so I, like, I remember thinking really hard about it, and and I don't want to do the rest because it's not funny. Okay, thank you, Pam. One sec. Let me try. Oh, oh no, I'm going to try something else. Uh, okay, my parents are very supportive, though. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, my roommate made a bunch of cookies. She left them out for everyone. She said, anyone can have any of the cookies. And I ate all of the cookies. And, um, and then she sent this passive-aggressive text being like, whoever t- ate all the cookies, like what I meant was you could have some, not all of them. And I told my mom, and she was like, well what you need to do is go to a bakery, to buy some cookies for her, and you need to shove them up her ass. She sounds awful. <laughs> I like that that is something my mom said. Okay, thank you, guys.
4: Better <laughs> dinner If you want, I can make you some pot cookies, but don't tell her there's weed in them and it'll trip her shit out. I would never. I would never. I, everyone should always know when you're taking drugs. I'm sorry. I just advocated giving people drugs without consent. That's not cool. Don't do that. Always tell your mom when you're giving her weed cookies. Your next is, Has anyone seen Jason King? Okay, Kyle Morrissey's here. Everybody, Kyle Morrissey, yay! (laughs)
2: Um,
21: I started a new job recently, and I I hate how every time I start a new job, they make me watch the the sexual harassment training videos. Um, I mean, they make everybody watch them, not just me. I didn't do anything, but mandatory, you know. I didn't. No, I didn't like join my first Zoom meeting. Like, look how excited I am to be here. You know. I uh, I hate the sexual harassment training videos because, according to these videos, workplace representation has come such a long way. But every time they show, the office pervert, they s- he still they always still suspiciously look a lot like me, like like an older, balder, more divorced version of me, and. So now I'm kind of like invested in this guy. I'm kind of rooting for him. I, I'm like, look, man, if you have an office crush. That's fine. You didn't develop any healthy relationships in college, and so, n- the only social life you have, is at work. And, and I want this guy, I want this guy to win. But then h- they, o- he always goes and does something stupid. Like he'll say to the intern, like, hey, what's up, Melissa? I got a big deadline for you. And it's like, come on, man. I would never say that. At least try giving her a kiss or something. I like, you
20: know, I
21: hate those videos. Um, they uh, they always, the the writing in them is so corny. Um, I, I they kind of look like porn. <laughs> the 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 office sexual harassment training videos are as corny as the beginning of like a work porn video. It's, it's I can't. It's like like one of them just looks like what the guy in the video would want 30 seconds after the first video. It's like, that's just, this is just an extension of what this guy is thinking in this video. It, where's that gonna go? Uh, I don't know. Um, I I think a drug education was bad growing up. They, you could never really convey why you should be concerned about drugs. You just had to go, I just had to go and find out myself. Like, when I was in high school, my favorite show was The Simpsons. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And then my freshman year of college, I tried acid, and then I never laughed at that show again. I never, la- something happened. I don't know what happened, but I tried watching it again, and, and every time I afterwards, i just be like, damn, maybe life is a cartoon. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> life do be making you feel like you have four fingers sometimes. Uh, I was uh I was coddled growing up. I even back then I, I I knew it was bullshit. I wasn't buying it. Um my my parents would always say like y- you're the best son a parent could ever ask for. And even back then I'd be like, "Do you have citations? Like are uh, are other parents corroborating this because then that would make a difference. If 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 a friend's dad came up to me it was just like, "I love you." Like that would <laughs> Then I'd be like, all right, maybe mom and dad are onto something. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they do know something about myself that I don't know yet. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, we could, you know, we could give it a shot. Um. I uh, I'm creepy. Uh. Um. I don't li- like. I don't mind that part. It's how people categorize it. Like sometimes, uh, you know, just as like a weird fucking white dude with sallow cheekbones. Uh. You just get, you know, you get a lot of like, like I get a lot of like oh, mass shooter, and and that's offensive to me. I, I got serial killer once, and I was like, that's more of a compliment, that like, because at least you think I have relationships with people. Like at least you think like, like I get I get the benefit of the doubt. Like that dude, serial killers get invited to barbecues. I get invited to barbecues. Fuck you. <laughs> I bring my own chili. All right, well, that's the end of the whole mic, isn't
4: it? <laughs> Yay, Cal Morrissey! But it's not, it's not, it's not because we're kind of holding time for Jason King because Jason King is on his way, and so I'm just gonna do one new joke in hopes that Jason King comes. But you can leave. But Jason King, I hope that Jason is coming. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell one more joke and then we'll hopefully he comes. Yay. Yeah. You don't have to. I know you guys all want to go to the Condor. It was really fun last week, and it really is fun, and you guys should go. And it's a great show. It really is. I totally understand. I'm just burning time for Jason King. I'm just gonna do like one new thing of material, and then if he doesn't show up, then I feel terrible for him. And then, y- are you going to Geary, or do you want to take all the buses together? Okay, that's cool. So for the people that are still here, and this is exciting. I did. I was being very white lady, and I was hiking. I went on a hiking. Thank you. I did a very white thing, and my friend has Lululemon pants, and do you know why they cost $120? Because you can't get a camel toe in them. That's the only reason. Why th- I spelunked that whole shit out. I was like, why does Lululemon cost so much money? Why would it be $120 for a pair of yoga pants? Please tell me. And now I know, no matter what position you're in, you have no camel toe. Lululemon pants make you look like you are a Grecian goddess. Uh, even if you're uh, almost 50. It's amazing. Okay, so my friend is very rich and she has Lululemon pants. She also has like a a condo up at Donner Lake. So of course I'm like, oh my God, we're going to Donner Lake. We have to go to the museum. She's like, we're going on a hiking vacation. I'm like, yes, hiking. Every day we're going to go on a hike and we're going to hike along the places where the people ate each other and died in the snow. (laughs) Ha ha, why didn't they eat? So this is my first question. Before I even learned about it, my questions. I was like, There's a lake there and there and there. In the winter, what happens to the fish? Nothing, you just have to ice fish. So the fish are under the, you gotta dig in, and then you fish for the fish, there's food. Also, haha, pine nuts. There's pine cones everywhere, there's pine nuts. That has fat, it has protein, there are pine nuts. So here's the thing, the dumb Americans are like, (coughs) we gotta get buddy. Here's the thing, capitalism, here's, this is my, okay, so these are all these, these are these fucking idiot capitalists. They're like, we want money. We have lots of money. I'm a cabinet maker. And we're the Donner Party. Woo! And they, okay, so the Donner Party was this one guy, and he was like 60. He was old. He was doing like a cross trek thing. And they left from Illinois. They were the last guy to leave. And they said, you might be leaving too late. Or this winter's going to be a rough one. And they left anyway. And they're like, this is so easy. They were following the track, la, la, la. And then they're like, oh, it's getting cold. We heard about this cutoff. Let's do this thing that's never been tried. These idiots that have no idea. The hubris of rich capitalists, would well of course, we're taking our horses across the land. Then, ha, ha, ha. And then they get to the mountains, and they're lifting their thing. Okay, it's so funny. So they get they get to Donner Lake, which is so beautiful. And they built this monument, and it's like, so the snow drifts that year were as high as where the bottom of the... So there's all these people from Illinois who have no idea how to, there was, ha, okay. This is the part of the joke. This is the joke that's so funny, this is the thing. So all these idiots, these capitalist idiots, are like, we gotta get gold! And they're trying to get there, and they're trying, and they're failing, they went the wrong way, they listened to this one guy, and then they got in a fight, and they kicked out this one guy, and they banished him, but then he got to Sutter's Ford on his own. He brought back the rescue party, ha ha! The guy they banned, anyways, it's such a good story. The best part of the story is that they were camping, they were living for that winter and it's this lake where the Washoe Indians every year, the Native Americans have such a dick. That's where they would like party every summer. They would go up there and they would fish. And they would have barbecues and parties. And they would try their fish and they get all their stuff. They'd collect all their stuff and then they'd go down to the deserts during the winters and they just they were up there like, uh, and some of them lived up there. and they Okay, so the people are dying, and they're scared, and all this stuff's happening. And they were, like, giving them rabbit flesh and, like, wild potatoes and, like, putting them in places. And the white dummies are like, what's
22: this? Well, I guess we can eat this.
4: So in the middle of the winter, they come to try to help the dumb white people. And they have a carcass. They've killed a deer for them. And they come up to the camp, and the white people shot at them trying to save them, <laughs> and he shot at them. I'm sorry, I hate America. I'm like, I would have been like the watcher. I was like, you've got food. Are we buddies? Like, we could figure it out. We're gonna hang out in the snow together. The pine nuts, there was all this. And th- So they came back in the middle of the winter to help them again to check it out because they just lived there or whatever. They're like, yeah, we live here in the winter. You know, we hunt the squirrels and the birds and stuff, whatever, we live here. We've saved all our nuts and we've got dried fish. Hang out and play cards. Or whatever. I don't know. They've been they've been there for 2,000 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then there's some white people are there. And they're like, so, uh, oh, they shot at them. And then something else. Um, no, it's, uh, oh, they came back. And they were like, oh, shit, they're eating each other. These white people are super fucking evil. <laughs> and then they said, we're not messing with them ever again. Because they actually had to resort that's the whole great thing. They didn't have to resort to cannibalism. Anyway, okay. Capitalism's bad, and <laughs> thanks for trying. Thank you guys for waiting. I'm Jason's not coming. Thanks for listening to my Aww. TED Talk. Thank you. That was, yeah, everybody, we're all going to go to Geary Club next, probably. Thank you for being here. You're the smarty pants person. You come up with smart things. We'll have to have interesting conversations. And thank you all for being here, and you're new, and that's great. Ali. you're the coolest, and... Um, so like you're Indian, but you're like Pakistani or whatever, right? You uh-huh. were like they did. We're, we're, we I don't. Who knows? They were like, hey, you were this, and now you're like, go this way, yeah. right? What's it called? It's called generational trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so white that I'm like, I'm gonna write a series of poems about the Native Americans, and I'm gonna do land acknowledgements. I'm gonna r- I'm gonna write a book of poetry called mm-hmm. Land Acknowledgements, and I'm gonna. Read search all of the Native American tribes that were in the areas that I've lived in in California, because I've only lived in California. So I'm going to take all the places I lived, Danville over there with the Mount Diablo, Davis, I'm going to look at all the places of San Diego that I've lived in and I'm going to take, take those tribes, and then I'm going to write it a land acknowledgement because I've lived there, I feel like as a white lady, it's my duty to like fucking be like, I know no one else is going to say like, I'm sorry for taking it bro but like I want to know about the tribes that lived here before me that I'm stealing their fucking land and they were eating all the nasturtiums and all the cool things I don't know I don't know if we like give a nod to our ancestors even if they weren't ours like I'm land acknowledgements I'm so white that's the thing that I feel guilty about bringing it up because I'm the white lady I'm like the white lady next will be like oh she's making headdresses out of no I'm not uh, trying to appropriate anything I'm trying to apologize and reparations for all the people and everything could be free. Money is not real.
1: Here I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loin cloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Full haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. Then after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength, and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase the taste of wild boar's blood.
14: I was was just leaving the theater.
21: 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material, and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. I'm a, a really, really good time. Flat, black, glassy. looking big splits and cruising on too. on the freeway. Good to I am a total you. friendly fraud, and, Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> and
2: absolutely right. I am a yes, and
13: And I will
0: cut and
19: Blake. Show. Henry? Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a
6: report here, Henry, from your your chief nurse, Major O'Hulahan.
5: She makes some accusations, Henry, I I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man.
6: Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink. So you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a market street dive to rub elbows with the hoy polloi. Next is a balsam leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters have broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrorider.com, and Black Block is on Amazon.
12: Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy. No matter what you're into, make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
4: October 9th through 16th, 2022. The 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco, and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Race Car, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Booze Land and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day Block Party City, or Livable City, who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States, outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there.
10: The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
16: L-S-D, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, Fap, 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 acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping
19: Wrong. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. That's the duh of français, not the duh of dumbass.
5: But never mind that.
19: Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now.
23: Hey, back once again, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. As you can tell from that fantastic theme song, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hiya, Carl.
19: Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, I I
23: really wanted you to be on the show. Uh, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great. Glad to have you as a uh, guest once again. Yeah. Thank you very much. Happy to start the show off like this every week. Every week we are here on FM. We are streaming right now on FM. Join us. Listen to us first as we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, you could kick back earlier in the afternoon or you could kick back later in the afternoon. What the fuck do I care? But we also are a podcast. So you don't even have to stream, although it would help. Yeah. Uh, it would help. How passive aggressive is that? We are at L W A F L M O Y T. reason why we bring up the acronym up front. That's how you can find us on the podcast. And we have a fantastic YouTube channel with the same acronym, L W We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. We would love for you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. You could turn off the sound in the movie who gives a shit? yeah right listen just to James us Marsden. and uh yeah so we're gonna watch this movie and usually these are movies i read about had no access to had to go by what the book said but now they're on youtube so i don't have to search for it i could just watch it it's a miracle yeah. the whole fetish i love fetishizing stuff i have a collection of physical media right here looking at me back Maybe I don't want to go for a search. Maybe I just want to see this movie, not read about it. Carl, what is this movie this week?
19: Today we will watch a movie that doesn't quite fit with that description because you weren't young when it came out. Accidental Love, 2015. Accidental Love.
23: Mm -hmm. Accidental Love, 2015? Yeah,
19: anything with the 20 kind of doesn't fit your, you know, I used to read about it as a kid.
23: No, but I read about this on AV Club. Okay, so today the legacy
19: continues.
23: Yeah, in 2006, I read about this. It
19: was it was made in 2008, believe it or not. I read Um, about
23: it two years before it was made. (laughs) Call me a liar.
19: (laughs) Not to your face. Okay. So in the YouTube search engine, you put in accidental, spelled like the word accidental, love, L-O-V-E, 2015. And the channel we like, Accidental Love 2015, is Online Movie.
23: Oh, that's exactly what I like, Online Movie.
19: It's very descriptive to what is going on. We will be watching a movie. We will be online. Online Movies provides that service for you.
23: So here's what we need you to do. We want you to find a device that has your YouTube on it. Go to their search engine. Type in Accidental Love 2015. You'll find a version hosted by Online Movies redundant. Yes. Click the link, but hit pause. Move your timer to zero zero zero. We want to watch this movie all at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Where'd and you Carl, mean? Carl's kind of being modest every week. He's not, yeah, I guess to need to
19: stop that bit already.
23: No, nah. what? What? <laughs> what stop a bit? No, <laughs> beat it to death every week. Uh yeah. Carl has been. Carl wrote the theme song, Carl has researched this movie, he's going to provide uh, uh, guidance as we watch at the same time, and he's also spoken to a celebrity comedian who, who is going to do a celebrity comedian countdown, and when the next celebrity comedian says go, press go. And it's actually going to be really interesting, I don't even have a chance to listen to it beforehand, but Carl has delved deep with this next comedian, the Carl, taking
19: away. Yeah, this, guy, this next guy's from Tibet, you're going to love he? him.
23: We Tibet, to New Jersey. Well, Tibet, which county? Bergen? It's Essex. Essex County. Yeah, Sussex county Tibet, yeah. new Jersey. Okay, take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen,
19: welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Cassidy O'Malley.
2: Woo-hoo! Welcome. Hello! Cassidy.
19: Now, you, my dear, are super new to comedy. I mean, it's been like two seconds. Like, tell me the story, how you got into it, how long ago, and What's up that made you want to do this?
24: Okay, Carl. So I feel like you've seen me at my my first spot, Scotty. I've seen you there from time to time. So as corny as it sounds, um, doing comedy was actually always in the back of my mind, like kind of corny, my little girl dream. Like my dad, he's a big comedy fan. He always like... We grew up like he showed me Monty Python, his favorite comedians, like and my dad's hysterical too. So it was always just like there and my entire family. I mean, we're a big Irish family. We got alcoholics, we got <laughs> everything. We have a lot of big personalities in one room, to say the least. So I mean, everyone's always cracking jokes. And yeah, I just never had, for lack of a better word, the cojones to mm-hmm. get up on stage. And then I graduated college, was kind of just in like a weird, it was still kind of COVID, kind of not, but I was just really itching to like, do something. that It's I was- really
19: that recent? Like,
24: 2021, 2022? This past December. It hasn't even been a year,
19: Carl. Wow! And also,
24: um, in the midst, I did that class at Scotty's. I'm kind of embarrassed to say. I know, like, comedians get shit on for, like, taking a comedy class. But Uh I just figured, I saw the sign. I was literally driving, saw the sign. I was like, you know what? This is my chance because I can do it in secret. I can get in there, see if I have any skill at this, and if I suck, no one will know, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, this is perfect. And did the class. Actually, the class was great, too. Like, I loved it.
19: Chip and... Ambrosio we're talking about.
24: Oh, yeah. Shout out, okay. Chip. Great mm-hmm. guy. We're doing a fundraiser there, too, September 22nd. He'll be hosting. Okay. So definitely come through if you're not busy. Um, So I did the class, and, like literally from there on out like i was addicted like i was like let's do mics like let's go
19: well how were you at the showcase how was the reaction to you at the showcase did you
2: know
24: um pretty good i didn't invite a single person which i know that definitely made chip um and the rest (laughs) of the class annoyed but i was like guys like i don't know what i'm doing my biggest thing even to this day i'm super self-conscious inviting friends and family like i enjoy i'm sure you can relate like i mean i don't know i enjoy performing for like strangers like Mm -hmm. people i don't know i find it kind of distracting when there are like your best friends per se in like the front row which i mean i love it i want everyone to come but like for me as a performer it is kind of a little distracting can you relate to that at all
19: yeah, you get nervous. You have yourself. You're distracted yeah. by the. Um, uh You're self-conscious, and when you get up there, it's like if they're strangers, it kind of doesn't matter because they're not going to see you again, and they don't know who you are, so you could be anything for them. Exactly. Oh, and Carl, life. I'm
24: 24. Like, I fucking love my friends, but like, some people have never been to a comedy show in their life. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta give the girls a little pep talk. Like, yo, like no phones, no chatter, like no, like no getting like absolutely wasted like you know what i mean yes i do so sometimes me is like one a performer and two just kind of a micromanager i'm like ooh, it's a little added stress that uh-huh. like adds to the stress of performing you know
19: what was your major because i know you came from a place in which comedy was common in your household like was mm. your major anything to do with like
24: my major the- was basketball
19: Basketball, so was performing. My
24: actual major was um.
19: Oh. I was a
24: communications major, which is like the classic. That um,
19: is.
12: Yeah,
24: okay. but really, I just was like, kind of phoning it in in college. I went to Ithaca mm-hmm. College, like loved it there, played mm-hmm. basketball, and then even crazier, Carl. Also another secret I don't tell comics, but it's out here now. I have my MBA. <laughs> Uh-huh. which is, like, crazy. I was actually working on a bit about this. But I do have my master's in entertainment and media management. So I feel really? like I'm very much so, like, kind of, in a way, utilizing a lot of the skills I got there now doing comedy, you know?
19: So if you're 24, you must have graduated and gone straight into the master's immediately.
24: Yeah, because it was did COVID. It...
19: Uh-huh. So did you do it online, I guess? because.
24: Yeah, so... um. Did actually, they had it set up really nicely for us in which we could. I was still in Ithaca. I decided to do it, yeah, basically, even before I officially graduated because I was the marketing major. And like, I really figured out through internships and stuff that like I really did not like that world. Like, it was uh-huh. just kind of fucking corny in my eyes. Of just, like,
1: I don't know. Like,
24: I wasn't into it. I had two sort of internships and. Then I saw the entertainment and media management, like, option to get my master's. And I'm like, that's for me because I love pop culture. I love entertainment, movies, TV. It is just, it's, like, what really does get me, like, excited to go and, like, learn about that kind of stuff. The marketing, like I said, I mean, in college I was just kind of, like, I'm a social butterfly at heart. Like I'm coming to class and just like chit chat. Like what's up? Mm-hmm. And I mean the communications major was great. It gave me like great public speaking skills, stuff like that. Um But yeah, marketing. Like I kind of like came to the conclusion. I'm like I'm not that into this.
19: <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't because you're bullshitting people. That that isn't the reason it turns you off. Oh out no, out I'm okay. good
24: at bullshitting. People. Uh-huh. Okay. You know
19: okay. that. Now, I was going to go on to ask you about how you're getting books so much, because I see you on Facebook and Instagram. Not Facebook. You really don't do Facebook. I see nah. you on Instagram, and you're promoting the shows that are coming up with, um, uh, what, Mike Lauro and um, I-, I forget exactly. But but how is it that you're getting books so quickly? I mean, you do well at the open mics. Is that where people are giving you these offers?
24: I think that's honestly goes back to our previous point of bullshitting carl like i feel like it looks like i'm getting booked left and right but like i only have like one show booked for september like it's not that crazy Uh it's not like i'm i I don't even have a consistent show every week like i mean i wish i did but yeah i think like you were saying i just kind of have a bit more social media knowledge than the Mm. average comic. Not like no disrespect to any Mm -hmm. comics, but like I am just 24. I was a marketing major. I still feel like I'm pretty shitty at it, but (laughs) I just like post. Like whenever I do something, I went on um, my first kind of road date in Charlotte because I did a show at the Dojo. Mm -hmm. My friend Gerard like gave me the sick opportunity so, once again, it's like I'm obviously going to post that because then people see it. It looks like I'm doing big things. Like, that was my one time oh my being God. out of the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And, like, God knows when it will happen again. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's all, it all goes back to, like, marketing yourself and, like, yeah. promoting, you know? I'm still, like, I still struggle to cut clips, to do all that shit. So, I'm glad it looks like I'm, killing it. Like
19: now, I want to get to this countdown. I know that's true. But still, I got to ask more. Where do you think you want to go with this? I mean, it's you're, you're, It's not even been a year. But now that you've gotten the feeling of doing set-up, punch, everybody's out there. That's a room full of strangers. They're laughing. Where do you where do you think you want to go? Where do you see yourself going? I don't mean in five years. I mean, like, what's your next step in comedy? What are you striving for? Well,
24: I'm striving for everything. I want to do it all. I want to really grind. I want it to be like, I'm still working. I mean, I don't know if you can tell by this backdrop. Like, I am in, like, my my childhood bedroom. Like, I'm still at my dad's uh, house once again. It's
19: very understandable at 24 years old. Yeah. No problem. But
24: I am working on getting a place of my own in Jersey City. I've been going into the city more to do those spots. Um, yeah, I mean, in the immediate future,
19: just want to book more shows, you know? Well, like and some people, like, they want to do a TV pilot. Some people want never. to do a webisode. If I, that's why I meant where were you going? You want to be a booked, working comedian. I like to do
24: stand-up, yeah. I do not have – well, also I want to have a podcast.